First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast Time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Pod of the Everyman, the Two Beers Podcast, Jordan and Drew. We got so much fun stuff to talk about this week, especially Beer 2. So much going on. Shh, 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 shh. Okay. Let's talk. <laughs> That's right, baby. Better call Saul. Woo! Lalo Salamanca. La Cocaracha. La Cocaracha. Jorge de Guzman. Oh, baby. Woo! Um, still in shock. If you're not following our social media, check us out on Instagram. We're always hitting you with the photoshops. We got some good ones of Better Call Saul out there with, 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 our, with our faces on it. Oh, more to come, really. I mean, w- why stop? Yeah, man. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Jalen Brown just murdered somebody uh, on the on the basketball court, so took me a second to, to recalibrate there. <laughs> All right. Let's assume positions for the two Bruce salute. Three, two, one. Um, I am drinking a Sierra Nevada Summer Break IPA Session Hazy IPA, 4.6 ABV. I always go back and forth on Sierra Nevada. I'm like, are they good? Are they not good? It's it's a big beer around my area. People dig it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they're just, I don't know, like, they're... They make some good stuff, but then, like, some stuff they're just so, like, plain Jane on. I don't know. Never had this, though. Let's try it. <clears throat> Easy drinker. Yeah. It's, it's like, a more a little bit more flavorful light beer is what it tastes like. Um, Excelente. Yeah, and it still, it always has that, always has that random, like, stale Sierra Nevada taste. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Sierra Nevada. I don't know. I got a 12-pack of this, so I'm, I'm going to chug through it. What are you drinking? Uh, old school El Segundo Broken Skull, baby. Let's go. There it is. All right, so uh, let's rip through a little bit of boxing weekend that was. Uh, you know, we it was it was kind of a late weekend. Um, you know, we had Benavidez just whoop the ever-living poo out of um uh what was it Lemieux uh that 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 what that happened fast um what wasn't even competitive second round knockout um see what he does next I don't know like you had some belts you did cocaine and, and got fat um <laughs> don't miss weight don't do coke I'm a little disappointed but we still don't have that on a t-shirt don't yeah don't miss weight don't do coke Maybe we should just do it and then t or then uh, trademark it. Because like those it. guys, if those guys ever do fight, that's gonna maybe 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 Charlo makes that a shirt and we can basically sue that guy for our uh, intellectual property. See the plans uh, we're getting here. What what was that? The patent patent ho- the troll? patent troll the yeah, patent yeah, troll baby. Hell yeah. Um. All right. So that was one. Uh. 
Genepic? I love how nuts like people were going over it though. Like, oh my god, Benavidez is the great. It's like, dude, he beat some like scrub man. I mean, Lemieux was supposedly supposed to like represent at least somebody half decent, but like that that was that was always fraudulent. Um, as the odds bore that out. So whatever. Um, it happened. Uh, he's he's got to fight somebody good now. Like, uh, whatever. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Um, Kazakh style, Jenebek. Uh, what you said this one of Egus's guys. Yeah. I feel like I'm being sold on him by like top rank. I feel like they're they're really selling him and pushing him hard. I don't know. Whatever. He he beat this guy. Like knocked him out. Um, with a vicious uppercut. So he's about what twenty and zero now. Yeah. I, I, okay. I don't know. Like I. Yeah, I mean that division just isn't very good. I mean they have good fighters, but none of them fight each what, other. What weight is he? One sixty. Okay. So like he's supposed to fight Adrade, like he's going to be mandated to fight Adrade next. But like, who knows if Adrade will ever fight again? Or what's I say, going when's on the there? last when's the last time Andrade fought? I don't know, De- December maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe December. He was supposed yeah, to fight. He got injured. But like you have Charlo Triple G. Adrade, this guy, like you have guy, and just no one fights each other. Nobody, nobody, nobody in that division is making any moves. Yeah, who knows? Whatever. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens next. Um, the fight that we bet on, Jamel Herring versus, I forget. I honestly forget the guy's name, but Jamel Herring looked terrible. Like it's it's time. He he got slow fast. Like he 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 got just up and down wipe the floor with um it was it was it was a little bit hard to watch uh any comments on jamel um no i mean i think you know he's 36 you know i think sometimes you know the body just you know you just can't do things you used to do i think it's kind of it's just kind of yeah right i think it's just kind of where it is so he seems to be at peace with retiring like i said he you know lost lot, no no shame in losing to shakur after going on the hot you know he he had won seven straight fights fought some good fighters um so you know i figured he moved, try moving up in weight class seeing if he can make some noise at one 135 and it's going out on his own terms so get a you know he'll uh he'll be at the desk with uh with timmy b and those guys you know in no time and uh you know have a nice little uh color color career so yeah best of luck to him yeah he's a good dude uh really enjoyed a number of his fights um yeah he's a good it's a good uh it's a good lesson like just because you you know just because you lose you're you're not done you know he lost uh he lost the title and then had you know racked off seven seven straight wins and got got his belts and got a couple a couple big fights yeah exactly he you know hat tip to jamel uh just Great, great guy to root for. Uh, we'll continue to keep rooting for him, uh, whatever he does next. Um, you know, he. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for the guy's name that beat him. Uh, you know, he's apparently he might do some stuff with our boy uh, Kenobio. So, yeah, uh, that'd be cool too. I I don't know if that's officially gonna happen. Hope it does. They seem to have some chemistry. So, um, he's yeah, but he's gonna retire and move on to the next chapter. So. Um, that's all I got. I think that's it for, for the boxing weekend that was, right? Uh, yeah, nothing, 
nothing else really exciting. It was really just a day on the uh, the best the best thing about this past weekend was the all access uh <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? Davis Raleigh uh, preview. <laughs> oh, it's pure entertainment. Yeah, so that's that's the one that's that's upcoming here is um, Tank Davis versus Raleigh Romero. Raleigh Romero is a huge shit talker. Um, he just is not good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else Alice to say it. Um, so. It's pay-per-view. It's $75. Tank has said that it is his last fight fighting under the Mayweather banner. He said, you know... Well, he came out today and said that may not be the case. Really? Yeah. He said he might re... He said he may resign. He said everybody... Everybody just needs to be on the same page in his camp. So, I guess we'll... He he wants to control more of his own destiny. Um, Which... Whatever. I feel like I feel like he could be doing anyway. I, I feel like those guys. I mean, those guys certainly put him in the in the fights he's in. But you know, at the end of the day, if he wanted to fight other guys, I feel like he could make enough noise to make it happen. Yeah. Um. I guess. I guess so. Uh. But. Anyways, this is. Are, are you gonna buy the fight? I don't know. I'm back and forth, man. I may end up getting. I, I'm go, I'm going to. I got planned Saturday afternoon, but I have not rolled out just grabbing a late ticket and just driving up to Brooklyn. I I don't know. A lot a lot will be dependent on on the second part two of the all access. Like if Rally just starts just like rolling off just insane shit, I I may just end up going because I just I just need to I just need to be there for either Rally pulling one of the greatest upsets of all time. Or Tank just absolutely, like, knocking him out of the ring. Yeah, he, I mean, it would be, like, worse than Leo Santa Cruz. Yes, I, I just, I have, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I, I actually got the odds for that one. Uh, you want to wanna detail the tape? No. Uh, <laughs> not at all. What do you uh? What, what do you think Tank's knockout percentage is? Let's just do that. Uh, ninety percent. Ninety two. What do you think? Uh, I was gonna is? say ninety three. Raleigh's um, forty percent. Eighty five. Oh wow. Yeah, and what's crazy is he's only got a half half inch reach. On ten, he's got three inches in height. Like Raleigh's not as big as he he looks. Like he's only five eight. I thought Raleigh was more like in. How the many Ryan. fights does Raleigh have? Uh, Raleigh is fourteen and zero. And it is knocked out what, tw- eleven or twelve guys. Uh, twelve. Yeah. The and, only and full. The only. And say is he beating me decent? Uh no, the only the only full Raleigh fight that I watched was when he fought um. I think it was Jackson Martinez, where he won. Uh, it, that that was one where he won. He won a unanimous decision in in the bubble, I think. And um, he he definitely lost the fight. Like I, I it was like everybody was shocked on Twitter. Te- obviously, Teddy Atlas did a whole boxing conspiracy thing. Um. But yeah, like it was nuts. Like th- he got completely dominated and somehow won the fight. <laughs> yeah. So, now he hasn't fought anybody good at all. Yeah. Um. Even his video, like we're watching his, we're sending, we're sending people, I'm sending you trading videos of his, like, 
I'm just how awful yeah, he even is. Even his training, no he just looks awful. He was, he was, he he was a judo, uh, a judo. Wait, is that am I saying that right? Judo. 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 Yeah, judo. Judo. He was a judo uh, competitor until he was like 18, and then he got into boxing. So maybe that's why he's okay. not polished or whatever. But it's crazy. This dude's this dude's getting the. Uh, I almost said world title fight, and that's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy that Raleigh, Raleigh that, T- that Tank Davis is getting in the ring with this guy. What so What are the odds? Tank, Tank Davis minus nine hundred, Raleigh plus six hundred. Okay, I'm shocked it's not wider. Honestly, that's that's that seems like a steal at minus nine hundred. Yeah. Uh, over under rounds. <sighs> This is a tough one. Um, don't 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 don't. Uh, what am I saying? Trust trust your instinct on this. I was gonna say nine and a half. No, it's lower. Wow, six Tr- and a trust, half. Trust. There it is. You yep. Six you and a half. Six and a half. Yep. That's just so, that's not, what I'm I, saying. Trust your instinct. I guess. You got I guess. This. I guess that's Vegas basically saying, you know what? Like, if Raleigh's just gonna come out swigging like he always does, trying to spear people. Yeah, well, he has no defense. But that's what like, I was gonna say. Yeah, and in the process of doing that against a good fighter like Tank, like Tank just catches him. I, I'd love it. Uh, and the under six and a half is minus one thirty. Like people are like, yeah, this. There's no way this is going that far. That's fun. Um, and I'm gonna skip all the other ones, but just know that uh, tank by stoppage, KO or TKO minus four hundred. So that like, if you want, I'll give you other ones, but like it's not like that's what's going to happen, <laughs> like it, in a hilarious fashion. Um, I, I'm not gonna order it. I'm gonna save my seventy five dollars and just see the highlight of the knockout. Um. If he doesn't knock him out, it'll be a, an upset. If Raleigh actually wins, then it's one of the upsets of the century. It really is. <laughs> and this is, it's not even like it's 140 and Tank's kind of going out of the comfort zone like he did against Barrios. Like, this is like basically Tank's optim- optimal weight against a guy who can't fight. Yeah, and as we're talking about it here, our boy Teddy sends us a clip of Raleigh Romero just screaming, "I'm gonna go in there and beat the f out of Tank." Oh, I love it. Oh my, oh god. my god, I just, he I just, just, it's just so, it's just so amazing. Oh How am god. I gonna lose to a guy this effing tall? Oh my, <laughs> that's the other thing, too. dude. He's playing. Guess so. The I know you didn't watch it because you have no time. Blah blah blah. You know, life is tough. He he rolls into the gym while guys are like working out. And he's like playing Connect Four for money. That's what he's doing in the gym in all access. He's playing Connect Four for money. Cool. <laughs> I, I don't I'm I don't know what else to say. I, oh, this is so good. So good. I kinda want you to go. I'm like I'm on the fence, man. Anyway. Um so that's the that's the uh boxing weekend. Um we're a week and a half away now from uh, the true unification, I guess we'll call it. Uh, yeah, man. The, tr- the true undisputed. Undisputed. Of Cambosis and Haney. Um, the war of words is really starting to pick up. Haney's still not in Australia. Like, they're doing these press conferences. Like, 
remotely? Like, what is he waiting till the day of? Like, I I don't get it. Like, get know. over there, get over there, and get adjusted. Like, I I I, I don't know. So that. <sighs> Like I keep wanting to pick, like I, I, my mind is like Haney by a million, but like, it just that that part of it bothers me, and like, or like, the, the fact that he's not over there yet, like. Yeah, I don't know. I um. I, I don't know. I I think I think that is a. I think it's a fifty-fifty fight, which is crazy because I think Devin's a superior boxer, but I just think. I think that Cambosis just has that warrior like spirit in him to where he's just he's definitely not afraid to get hit to to, to land to land punches and um All right, I just went to Devin Haney's I don't Insta. Know. Oh, 6 days ago it said he made it down under. What was that remote did you see the remote press conference? Oh, that's oh, sorry. I I I wasn't sure what you're talking about. That was the press conference from like Six weeks ago, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I I, I just saw it yesterday. Like, it was on TV, so I don't know. I oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. To be honest with you. Um, um, I don't know. But, he, yeah, he, he is there. Yeah, no, yeah, he left. That, yeah, that makes me feel better. That makes me feel better. Yeah, I, I'm i thinking I'm thinking you're talking about his dad not being there because the visa situation. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, he's still uh, – yeah, he's still not there. Or yeah, the the pops and I don't I don't know I don't even know if Ben Davidson's gonna be there, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, so. I I I feel a lot more comfortable that he gave himself a couple weeks to adjust. I I because Kemposis is just disrespecting him, like calling him a boy and stuff, and I'm just like, eh, all right, man. Well, I mean, like, he's calling T. He was saying the same stuff to Tio. Yeah, like. It kind of feels like the 15 minutes of fame is about to be. About I don't know. To be done. I think I think he's just trying. You know, I think he wants to. I think he wants to try. He to can get, win. He can win. He wants we'll, to get. We'll he break wants it to, down more. But. He wants to get Devin to fight the way he fought Lenares, where he's not afraid to come at him. Um, you know, he's not just fighting off the back foot and fighting defensively. Like he he wants he wants Haney to engage him. Because he's not afraid of of Haney's power, and Cambosis thinks he's got power, so yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. And then it's gonna come down like there's not gonna be any. Um, I don't believe there's gonna be any Australian judges, but that will those scorecards will be fascinating. Yeah. Yep. So especially right. if especially if Cambosis is coming forward, because again we've seen. Time and time again, except for Brian Castagna is the only the only fighter that doesn't apply to. If uh, if you come forward and you're aggressive, even if you're getting outlanded, you're gonna get rounds from some judges. Yeah, yeah. That's go, it. Go, Unless you're him go, twice. Go, go and Castagna. Yeah, true. Um, all right. So that's that's the boxing world this week. Tank Raleigh. Let's go. Um. All right, guys. I wanna, I wanna recap some PGA Championship. Um, Do it. Firstly, I, I watched a ton of it. Uh, that course looks so cool. Like, I guess I just forgot because the last time they were had a major there was 2007, um, and it was the setup of it was just incredible. It was so cool. Um, 
I, uh, all of my bets were looking really good through like two days. And then they started to wobble a little bit on Saturday. But like Will Zalatoris was still hanging around the top. And then Sunday, as it progresses, like I look like maybe I'd still win some of my bets. And then those all fell apart. But Will Zalatoris just hung around at the top. Hanging around, hanging around. I can't get rid of him. Justin Thomas comes from like the nosebleeds to for a comeback. Did you see there was a guy when Justin Thomas was down by I don't know five strokes or seven strokes, whatever it was? Uh, there was a guy who threw like two hundred bucks on him to win. He won like fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Um, so he comes back, uh, roars back on the back nine. Post the low score in the clubhouse. It holds up. Zalatoris ties him, which his putting stroke, wow. That I mean, that, that looked as bad. There was as much wobble as my <laughs> putting stroke in there. That, that his, his putting stroke was on spaghetti legs. It, it seriously was. Um, Man, watching this hockey game, overtime. Jeez. Uh, and... and I'm st- I'm still trying to hit my bet for Will Zalatoris. I I'll, I'll I finish in the black if Zalatoris can win, but no, alas, he does not. So that was that was depressing. Um, but other than that, though, like, great tournament. Like the leaderboard was like some new guys, like some some established guys. A lot of movement up and down the board. Uh, the course was cool as hell. Uh, I I just dug the whole tournament. I thought I thought it was a win. I thought it was a great job. By the, and I what I liked about it too is like, for a major, you're like, all right, like, greens are gonna be ridiculously fast. The rough's gonna be ridiculously long. Like, the fairways are gonna be tight. And and it's like it was kind of none of that. Like the like the rough gave you some different kind of lies. The bunkers, like, were just, like, gritty bunkers, which I love. Like, that's, like, the bunkers that we play out of. And, like, for them, they had to adjust to, like, not, like, pristine bunkers. Like, hey, like, you know, like, a bunker is actually a hazard. Yeah, you can't just go in there and hit a perfect shot. Um, Like, the, the greens were not always fast. Like, they didn't mow them Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. They because they thought the the wind was gonna air, uh, like dry them out too badly. So they they like d- didn't mow them. They were like really slow. I, I there were so many like quirky things about it. I thought it was cool. Anyway, um, did you get a chance to watch much of it? Uh, I watched the first day, a little bit of Tiger on day three, and then I watched like the last probably hour and a half. Gotcha. Um, any any other thoughts? Um, who who was the guy that just completely choked it all away? Oh, Mito Pereira. Whew. Somebody from Chile who we never heard of. Man, that guy's gonna be. Uh, uh, that's gonna sit with him for a while. Goes, I mean, goes in the water on eighteen. Oh, right? that, it was, it that was eighteen, swing. right? Oh yeah. That that swing he put on uh, on the tee at number eighteen was one of the worst golf swings yeah, I've like, ever seen on television. And he was he was comfortable. Like he could have 
he could have parred that hole, right, and yes. still won. Yes. And if he just bogeyed it, he would have went to a playoff. Yes. So it's like, what were you so jacked up? Like, I, I don't get it. I don't know. Like, I guess is that is that a is that a what do you think? Is that on the cat? Is that the caddy's job to calm, make sure he's calmed down before he's like ready to play? Like, I don't, I don't I, know. I, that's a great call by you. Yeah, I, th- I think the caddy's got to be like, look, like because it was noticeable before there, he even teed don't off. Don't go in the water. What's that? It was noticeable before he even teed off that he was like, he just seemed way too like amped up, and I don't know. It was just weird. In his I'm own like, head. I was like, this guy know that like he's like up and doesn't need. And he's, <laughs> you know what's going on? Yeah, it was wild. He, in the in the post round interview with um, Amanda Balionis, who I think is one of the best sideline reporters in sports, uh, and she looks like she got married. Her name was like Amanda Henner or something like that. Um, but she, I mean, she asked him like, "Were you thinking water there?" And he was like, "Honestly, like, I didn't even think about the water." Like, I, he's like, "You're just." It, it feels totally different and you're not even like thinking about it. And I'm like, exactly what you said. The caddy should have been like, look, anything but the water, like, don't let that be your miss. If you're going to miss miss over here or like, yeah, right. There, there was, there was no discussion from the caddy of like, don't go in the water. Cause like you said, all, like he could have, he even a bogey gets you to the, to the playoff. And I mean, the, you think of John Vandeveld, you think of Phil Mickelson at Wingfoot, just snap like uh, like a pull snap hook to the right. Um, it's just it's just inexplainable. You do the one thing you can't do. I I, I don't know. Um, that's that's like when me and you were at the bar and you're like, I, I got this. I, I I can drink three more and go hit on that babe. And I'm like, Drew, <laughs> exactly. No, like you. Yeah, you just can't. so weird. Yeah, you can't just... drink this, and you can't go hit on that babe. Like that, when it's not happening. Yeah, just just odd. Um, and then JT just masterful. Yeah. How many majors do you have? Four. So I'm glad I'm glad you asked because uh, Golf Digest, who I follow on Insta, threw this out there, and it kind of it kind of surprised me. They threw out the. Um, the careers of Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas side by side, I was shocked at how close they were. They both have 16 wins. They, uh, Spieth has 88 top tens. Uh, JT has 85 top tens. So slight edge to Spieth. Spieth has missed the cut 38 times. JT has missed the cut 37 times. Spieth has three majors. JT has two majors. Oh, he's only got two. Spieth has earned $51.6 million and JT has earned $49.9 million, so within a couple million of each other. And Spieth, I, I, did, Spieth got his three, like, all within what? It was, like, two years. He went on that, like, hot streak there. Pretty much, yeah. I, I do think, what was it, like, 2017, he grabbed another one or something? Um, where They were oh, like, gotcha. oh, he finally got another one. Like I'm, I'm gonna Google that real quick. Gotcha. Um, but, but yeah, I, I uh, exactly because just because Spieth, I mean, he's having a, a really good year this year, and he came on a little bit last year. But like for a while, Spieth just kind of like, like couldn't find his swing, like went away. And 
you don't you think JT probably had more than him, but no, not not at all actually. Mm. Um. Yeah. So he yeah, Spieth won two majors in 2015, and then he won the British in 2017. Okay. Um, I might uh I might be done with my boy Brucey for a while. Brooksy. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Yeah. Brooksy. He uh. He he got blonde highlights. I might we, we me and him Yikes. Me, me, me and him need to have a come to Jesus moment. Yikes! Yeah, um, he was at the Heat he, game today with it, and I was like, "What is that?" And, and and I know he's been injured, but like he's falling into a lull as well. It's just like, uh, yeah, I know you're. Look, if you if he never wins another one, like it's not that it's not a big deal. But like he's he's been struggling to be in contention. Yeah, like for a couple years now. But Tiger t- rallying back to make the cut was was electric, though. I, I still can't believe that bunker shot he hit. Like, got stuck in the bunker. I'm like, I I I thought only I did that. I was like, is that a real mm-hmm. thing? It was crazy. I was like, where'd the ball go? Well, I was I was I was I was watching at the gym on Saturday. I'm like, why why is he still standing in the bunker? Shouldn't he be walking into the ball? Oh, it's it's stuck in the bunker. Got yeah, it. I, 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 what he's doing on one leg is just wild. Yeah, like, uh, you, you, it makes you wonder. Like, he he might be done after this year, and uh, honestly, he might not do any more this year. Like St. Andrews, I don't know. I, I bet he does St. Andrews, but uh, he he might be done. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so that was that was a fun tournament. Um. You know, we'll we'll keep. The, we got two majors left. We'll throw the picks out for those, um, when they when they come. But moving on to the NBA catch and shoot. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass Cares. you the rock here. Why? Why bother? Well, that that was basically what I was gonna say. The these NBA have been like the NBA is dead. Yeah, these have been not watchable conference finals games. Like, I, I gotta say, like. I've watched cumulative five to eight minutes of all the conference finals games. Like they, they are just not watchable. They're not good. What's going the, um, on? Yeah, with the exception of bits and pieces of the Warriors, Mavs. Right. Uh, yeah, they've been bad. Like some people tonight. have said. Some people have said, "Oh, this is what happens when teams are playing each other every other night." I'm like, "Is that what we're doing now? Now, now because <laughs> they can't play every other night." Yeah. Now, yeah, I was like, "So this, this is what accounts for a team, one team winning by 20." Wouldn't that just mean that the games would be ugly, close, low-scoring games? Like, how does that, how does that work out? That okay? So they're playing every other night. So this team wins by 20 this night, and then they play every other night, and then this team wins by 20. So how are these these? So what? Teams are just taking off and getting. Ra- I don't understand what that means. Uh, the Celtics beat the Heat tonight, 93 to 80. And that was a relatively close game until midway through the third quarter. When I was gonna say, yeah, it was. I mean, listen, we, I've been, the I've Heat been were up by five here at halftime. And then Boston outscored the Heat 32-16 in the third. I've been saying it all season. Like, they're just not good. Like, they 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 just have too many average players. That's the problem. And even Bam. And I, I, we'll, I'll, I'll try to probably say more for the 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 two for one on that. But, you know, what? like, I love Bam. Bam's one of my favorite players. But, bro, man, you got to be fucking better. Like, you you can't you gotta you gotta find he's gotta find a way to score seventeen to twenty points a night in a playoff game, 
in a playoff series. And if you can't do that, like, listen, go. I'm not gonna tell someone not to take a max contract, but you, you sh- you're not a max player. Like, you're not a max guy. If like, no. if you can't, I, if, I agree. If you can't consist, and listen, and I and I, he, he's, I get, I get, he's more of a defensive player. But who the hell are you shutting down on defense? Boston's getting in the paint and scoring, like average Al's score. Like it's not like it's not like you're completely shutting anybody down, you know? So I don't know, man. He just yeah, like that's I get it. Guys are gonna get paid, get paid what you need to get paid, but you're just you're not a you're not a max guy if you can't like you can't go get you can't get me twenty you just can't go get me twenty points. I don't I don't understand. Like he'll have six points, he'll have eleven points. He was he was he had ten points in the first quarter and didn't do anything for like fifteen minutes. It's like, I I don't know. Disappoint. I'm I'm disappointed in him because I, I he was the key for me for this series. Um, I hero I don't count much. He's a he's a he, like everybody's playing hurt and he's on this he's on the bench in like some in some lame shorts and you know Ben Simmons sunglasses in the arena. It's like that's all you need to know about that fucking guy. Everybody else is literally out there limping around her, but trying to play, and he's just out there in shorts and sunglasses. Um, Who was that? Hero. Um. Yeah, dude. I gotta say, like, I, I like Bam, but I've never been a, a true Bam believer. Like, yeah, I just, I, I just like him. I, I just, I, I just liked him and him and De'Aaron Fox after they lost to Carolina in the, uh, in the Elite Eight. How everyone's like, ah, oh, I whatever. get that, but like, in it, in an NBA sense, like, what is he? Like he's a nice piece, but like he's a nice versatile player. Well, that's the problem. He's I just I was just texting our buddies. Um, he he's a good he's a he's a good not great player, and he gets paid and is talked about like he's a great player, and he's not. He's he's a he's a he's a very good player. He's like a he's he's like prime Serge Ibaka is like I'd probably actually rather have eh, him. Eh, yeah, yeah, but you know what? Maybe you're right. I don't know if he's your if he's your second. You're we're getting to the point where now this is three years of him playing, and he's still young. But if he's your second best player, you're like you're not winning a title. That's kind of unless LeBron James is your first best <laughs> is your best is your first best player. Yeah, like um, like even like I'll say Pascal Siakam, like, like yeah, like yeah. There, there's guys who have ha- that were flashes in the pan that have done more, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's disappointing. I just, I, I really, I really was feeling good about him. Um, and uh, I mean, on the other, I mean, hey, Boston, good for you. I'm gonna vomit. I hate the Celtics. I got a pair of buddy fifty bucks from a bet from six years ago. Um, what was what was the bet? Uh, whoever who would make the finals first, the Sixers or the Celtics? This was back oh. in like 2016, 2017, We made this bet. You were still, tr- you were still trusting the process back then. We were we were sitting in Fruitvale Station. We shook on it. And yeah. I just want to say, speaking of trust the process, I've never bought into the whole like, well, you got to lose to get high draft picks, so that way that's fine. You, you you can't be a middle of the road team. It's like, yeah, you can. That's how you build. You you build little by little by little. You don't just tank on purpose. And then like, where does that get you? Like you like you. So many things have to go right. To to just tear it down to to scratch. Um, yeah, okay. I I mean they got Embiid. Every other piece that they've acquired as part of the process has failed and is not on the team anymore. Well, yeah, I mean Ben's just whatever, but I mean Ben Ben wasn't a bad draft pick, so I don't know. I know, but it it's like the, what did the process um, like? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I, like teams with great teams with great players win in the NBA. I mean, look at the Celtics. I mean, Tatum and Brown. Like they didn't have to tank for Tatum and Brown because the fucking the the Nets gave them their draft pick. So. <laughs> like that those are those are two top three players like top two top three draft picks like nobody saw they, they haven't signed any major free agents like boston like they they got those two players by getting them in the in the top of the draft um the only the only exception really is you know milwaukee got the a unicorn pick in, in Giannis at 16 and like the warriors just they lucked out two years in a row where like teams inexplicably like took just passed on Steph and Clay. Especially Steph. The Timberwolves took two point guards in the in that draft and neither was named Steph Curry. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I yeah, well, okay, I'd, well, I'd like, still for rather example though, like I'd like, still rather Dallas, have the names the, the names Dallas that the Sixers tank? have had on their team. The last since they started the process and the names that were on the team before it, like I'll take the names after like every day of the week. Okay, but I mean that's just also like the normal ebb and flow of like a franchise. Like you get good, you get bad, you get good. Like uh, I mean, I guess. Like, like how about Dallas? Like that's a normal ebb and flow. Like they were good, then they stopped. Yeah, I mean Lucas. Listen, Lucas. Lucas phenomenal. Um. Like they picked third. It's not like they tanked to get the like like several. Well, they traded up. To, yeah, yeah. They really picked six and traded up to get him. Um, but I'm saying it's not like. Well, that's even proves my point more. I think it's not like they like. Oh, let's tank for five straight years to get all these top draft picks. Like. Yeah, but that but they they won't they won't go anywhere. They won't, they're they're not they're not gonna probably. You know, I mean, it depends on what what's what do you value as success? Like, I don't think Dallas will get to the finals without getting a legitimate number two for him. And I don't know how they do that because Dallas isn't a free agent destination. Like it doesn't matter how good a player is, if a if a if a look if a city's not a destination. I don't know why you say that. What? I don't know why you say that. What 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 major free agent has ever signed in in Dallas? I went to play with the Mavericks, and they had they had one of the top ten ten players in the league for like fifteen years. Who's who's what what major guys ever signed there? That doesn't mean it can't or wouldn't happen. Well, well, I mean, you, they, you asked why would I say that? Because nobody had in the last <laughs> in the last fifteen to twenty years. Who has? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an ambassador of the game. I, I can't rattle. Well, I'm it just off. saying. I mean, outside of Dirk. I mean, again, but Dirk. I'm the, just saying they have. <laughs> would you count? Uh, no, never mind. I mean, Jason Kidd. I that would, they, I think they traded for Kidd, and he was like 37 years old, <laughs> 36, 37 when he got there. Also, uh, they have uh, like a great owner. It's a great city. But that's what there's, I'm saying. They have a great no, owner there's no, who there's no income tax. That's what I'm saying. Like they, have, they there's there's zero reason why like a, a, a star player shouldn't want to go play in Dallas. But nobody wanted to go do it with Dirk and I. You know, so I don't I don't know we'll why that's going to change with Luca. Yeah. I hope yeah, it does because I I dude I I love to see Luca win like 12 championships. I love this dude. So I'm not completely yeah. I'm not completely sold the fact that they're not going to come down they're not going to come back being down 03 it could happen really yeah I don't it could know happen that. man once if those if the Kirkland do you think, Dallas, guys do you think get, Dallas wins Game Five if they I do I think they win Game Five tomorrow oh man if those guys get that's they're just again they're they're just a tough team because if those if they start making their threes man it's yeah it's it's tough especially with the Warriors the way they turn the basketball over. I, like you give, you're giving, just giving them more opportunities to score. So 
Uh, I do think Dallas wins tomorrow. I think I think the Warriors will close it in six, uh, but that would that would be the greatest comeback in sports history. Right I, right now, I'd probably I'd probably say Boston coming back. I, th- I don't think that gets as much credit as it deserves. I think Boston coming back three nothing against the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. is probably the greatest comeback in sports history. And I don't care that it wasn't. It, to me, it's like, oh, it wasn't the World Series, so it's not as much as if you're not in the final. Like, those were the two best teams in baseball, so what? what is the difference? The na- whoever, like, the, nas- the, the teams in the National League. I don't think it had never been done before before. Yeah, that. never. And they're done 03. Yeah, it never been done before. Um, Like, co- coming back in the NBA, like, coming back from 3-1, like, that's been done a bunch. Like, I get, I get it. The Cavs did it in the finals, so it's got more luster, but... Teams have come back from three one before. Like no, no one's ever come back from o three. Just like a sixteen seed had never, you know, beat a one seed. Um, plus, with the curse and everything else, yeah, I I agree with you. That that was the that's the to me that's the greatest comeback. comeback. If if the if the Mavericks were to do this, that would be pretty close. Yeah, I agree. Just just the weight of the teams because like who the Warriors are and just the fact that again it's it's literally just Luca who's. Still young. I mean, he's, he's still only, what, 22? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's 22. Like, like these war- outside of Clay, like, you know, Steph's still, like, primish. Steph. Draymond's primish Draymond. Uh, Looney's prime Looney. Your boy. It's going to be fun. I, I, I think they win game five, and then shit's going to get real. <laughs> yeah, All right. Shit's going to get real real quick. All right. Um, anything else on NBA? No, we generated some good conversation for uh, nothing but but blowouts. I I actually contributed for once. The on Magic the did we? Uh, I think I don't think I don't think we covered it last week. Oh, it was after the Magic won the lottery. Yeah. Okay. So they could they could they could take uh seven seven two McLovin and have the the tallest starting lineup of all time. All that'd seven be, footers. That, that'd be that'd be fun. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> nah, I got um, nothing else. I got nothing else. All right. Now I'll talk to some playoffs that have actually been good. The NHL half clappers. Holy hell. These playoffs have been so good. Just tonight while we're recording here, uh, Colorado versus St. Louis. Series now tied. I, I believe it's tied 2-2. Two, two. Um, but <coughs> we're talking about uh, Colorado up. Oh no! I'm sorry. The abs are the abs are up three two in the series, um, but Colorado's up three nothing to close out uh, St. Louis. Um, St. Louis storms back, ties the game with four minutes to go. Nathan McKinnon goes the length of the ice, skates around the whole team, puts in his third goal for the hat trick with four minutes to go. And yet, St. Louis pulls the goalie, scores with like 40 seconds left, and then goes on and wins it in overtime to push a game six. Incredible. The Rangers and the Hurricane are 2-2. The Hurricane can't do shit on the road, and they keep winning at home. Truba with yet another uh, elbow to the head. And I I don't know why, like, he's get Okay, so, like, if it was somebody else, you'd be like, oh, well, the timing was weird. The guy's, like... Domi's falling down, blah, blah, blah. All right, fine. But, like, how many guys does Truba have to hit in the head until we start, like, actually blaming Truba? I I don't know. Like, okay, maybe it's just me. 
Um, but either way, that series is is really good. Uh, those teams are playing great. Uh, Tampa Bay sweeps that Florida. That's one series that wasn't any good. Uh, kind of crazy that Florida scores like what the most goals in like 30 years wins the president cup and Vasilevsky's like, yeah, yeah, you, you're nothing like you're my bitch. And they score three goals in four games, including yet another shutout in the closeout game from Vasilevsky. Okay. <laughs> so Tampa's now just waiting in the Eastern conference finals. Um, Edmonton's on fire. They they look like they can't be stopped. Uh, they they win last night, uh, five to three versus Calgary. They're up three to one. Um, yeah, Connor McDavid's just looking incredible. I I just want to say this though, like everyone is 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 rushing to crown Connor McDavid one of the best of all time. This and that, okay, like I get it, but like can we? here's the context he's won what this one playoff series and he's looks like he's on the verge win another one I, I can't remember maybe they won one other one before this whatever like but the way these setups th these playoffs are set up this is all inter interdivision playoffs and that division was the worst division in, in hockey and it wasn't very good in general like so like Let's pump the brakes at least till the conference pump finals. Pump those brakes and see what he does against teams out like because the teams outside of that conference are actually playing defense, are actually forechecking. Like the like Calgary and 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 Edmonton yet again like smash the over like five to three, like they it, it's just it's just a shootout and, and part of that is McDavid's speed. But, like, Mike Smith is still their goalie. So, I'm not ready to, to fast-track them into the Stanley Cup and crown his ass. If you want to crown him, then crown Damn. his ass. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not ready. I'm not rushing to crown him yet. Like, that is team, again, speaking of, of team building and multi-year roster building, like, that's still a team in the making. Chances are they win a Stanley Cup. I, I can't imagine they win one this year and, and i know people are saying that they're starting to look like that that they're starting to look like the team of destiny uh man this st louis team this colorado team not to mention everything going on in the east I, no i'm i'm not i'm not there yet and maybe i'm wrong but we'll find out um i don't think you're wrong yeah but these these playoffs have been so damn good um I know a lot of Pittsburgh people I talked to were like, oh, I'm not going to watch that much anymore. And I'm just like, it's just so good. Like, I, why, like you got to watch. It, it's one of the best playoffs I can remember. And we're only like halfway through. Anyway, that's all I got for the half clappers. Which takes us to everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Let's go vroom, 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 vroom. The NASCAR pit stop. Ka-chow. Nice. <laughs> Lightning McQueen. Um, but, hey, I, I, I'm going to go off the rails here just because we just had the all-star race, so I'm, I'm going to ramble for a little bit more than a minute. Um, we just had the all-star race. Again, I don't watch the all-star race. It's, it's a weird thing to me. 
Um, they try and make it more like your local dirt track where they have, to me, it seems like heat races, but they have like the open and then whoever wins the, like the, whatever X amount of cars from the open, get into the all-star race. Ryan Blaney won. It was in Texas this year. Whatever. I I didn't watch it. Didn't look like it was any good. Um, but just kind of hitting the reset button. We're halfway through the year. We've our tally so far is we've won three. We're a minus six on the year after just being a juggernaut last year and winning like 16 times or whatever, 14 times, whatever it was. So we're, we're lagging a little minus six, three wins. Um, and the storylines this year uh, have been a couple things. Um, one's like, seems like there's just young guns that are winning every other week. And there hasn't been a lot of like, like last year, Kyle Larson just went on a tear and was like winning every race. That hasn't nobody's really established themselves as the favorite this year, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I'd say the biggest story of the year has been well, twofold. The biggest story I'd say is track house racing. Ross Chastain, the one car, and uh, Daniel Suarez, the 99. Drew, this is like if hockey like changed the rules and all of a sudden the new guys on the block, the Seattle Kraken were like, release the Kraken. Yeah. Like it's hard to describe, but like they got into this new car and this little team with like no money. Remember that show we watched with Kevin James? Uh, well, yeah. I forget. What it was. It'd be like if that team all of a sudden started like winning, like it, it, Ross Chastain has been uh, awesome. So that that's, been in my mind the biggest story of the year the biggest disappointment though kyle larson like he oh wait where'd i go here oh shoot where's my app um he has one win yeah here we go kyle larson has one win six top fives seven top tens one stage win he's ninth in the standings not good after he just dominated last year and everyone was saying generational talent is he the next dale earnhardt only one win and one stage win all year not not good at the halfway not ideal um so that that's kind of the the reset button on the year now this upcoming week every memorial day the coca-cola 600 600 freaking miles charlotte motor speedway and i will walk 600 miles miles and i would walk 600 more just to win the coca-cola classic race and something with i don't don't know. know any other words um yeah so it's just an epic race. It's so damn long. And you're sitting there like, really? Is it really this long? But honestly, at the end of the race, like you freaking earn this win. Like, cause you got to grind for 600 freaking miles. It's insane. Um, and sometimes this race produces good races. Sometimes it produces snooze fest. It just kind of depends on like, Who's good? I, I kind of think this year it'll be a little bit better just because there's no dominant car this year. Um, so I'm going to pick what I think have been the pretty much the most. Nah, I shouldn't say that. Anyway, Kyle Busch always does well in this race. He's the favorite at plus 550. We're going with him. 
William Byron, 12 to 1. Tyler Reddick, 14 to 1. Ross Chastain, 14 to 1. Those are the picks in the Coca Cola 600. Second half of the season. Here we go. That's what I got. Love that. All right. Let's get to the parlay, wrap up beer one, because we got a juicy, like Lucy, beer two. Uh, parlay. We lost. We bet on Jamel. That did not work out. Sorry. It's all right. Um, what you got this week? Back to $5 ski. Tank by knockout. Tank right. stoppage. Yeah, that's I, I like it. Um, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh Pirates to lose. This is gonna you're gonna you're gonna see a, a theme develop here. You're just um, gonna keep taking the Pirates to lose. Yeah. Um, I just gotta figure out. So they're off Thursday. Friday is um. Let's see what day am I on here? Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know what? I'm gonna do. Sunday, the getaway game. They're they're in San Diego. Um, I don't know. I I don't I don't even know who's starting for them. They're the Pirates' ace is starting on Friday, Jose Quintana. Um, so I'll I'll avoid that game just because that's their one good pitcher. But I'm gonna go Sunday, which is 4:10 Eastern time, getaway day. They they go to play the Dodgers next. After that. Um, Pirates lose on Sunday. So we'll go Tank Raleigh Saturday night with Tank to, to knock him out and the Pirates to lose on Sunday. All right. Beautiful. Anything left in beer one? Finish it. Finish it. Now, up. we order you. By order of the Two Beers podcast, finish your first beer. Why? Because we can. And if we can, we do. Hmm. Oh, oh, that hurt my chest. Ow. Oh, down the wrong pipe. Mother of pearl. Whew. All right. Assume positions. Four, beer two, two, brew salute. Three, two, one. Lawson's. Finest liquid, sip of sunshine, big old eight percenter, IPA. What you got, Drew? Just sticking with the skulls, baby. Broken skull. Did you ever watch that show of of Steve Austin's? Yeah, where he does the interviews. No, 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 not the interviews. It was like on the hist. Was it History Channel, Discovery Channel, or whatever? Where he invited people out to the Broken Skull Ranch, and they had to do like, no, it was, it was almost like a Ninja Warrior thing, but it was like, it was like rednecks in like cutoff jeans, like doing military like, like military gauntlets. I never saw that. Wow. Did you even know it existed? The show or the the ranch? The show. No, I did not. How? I, I don't know. I just did not know that was a thing. Uh, I forget the name of the show. It was Steve Austin, Broken Skull Ranch. Uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. Oh, well. 
All right. Okay. Okay. 2014, five seasons. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of broken skulls. Uh, I thought you were going to hit. hit no, no. I I didn't even have it. Have it. Have a, have the heart to, to celebrate the lead in. Uh, yeah. So Breaking Bad. I'm better, not Breaking Bad. Better, better, call, call better Call Saul. Uh, the mid-season finale of the final season. Holy crap. What an episode. One of those episodes where, like, I'm not, I'm not going to plant the flag and say one of the best episodes ever on television, but one of the most memorable where you're just going to remember watching it and freaking out. Like, yeah, you're, like you're, you're, it's going to stay with you forever. Yeah, it was certainly one of the best episodes of the Breaking Bad universe. I think that's fair. Yeah. Without question. Uh... You wanna, you wanna, you want me to take a stab at just recapping the episode, or before we get you're, into crazy? You're, you're, you're always theories? better. You're always better at this than me, unless you want me just to go for it. So it amazingly starts out. Lalo uh, comes out from under a sewer and finds his way into the nicest rest stop ever in the history of rest stops. With <laughs> I didn't even know rest stops did showers. Is that a thing? I knew you were gonna say that. Is yes. that a thing? Absolutely, it's a never knew that thing. was a thing. You and get, this you thing, pay, this... you pay like a couple bucks, and you could go get a shower. Yeah, absolutely. And this this thing was like a five star like Disney like shower spa, and he's no. in the middle of Albuquerque. <laughs> no, it was not. Go back. Go, I I I bet you go back. I bet I bet that bathroom and shower is nicer than yours. No, it was a, bet just you a it freaking. Is. It was just a stall. Like it was like you. I just you... I dude. There was some. There was some some. Uh, Egyptian tile. There was a, a a swanky waterhead. No, no way. There were bath salts. That was a legit shower he was in. Oh my! I I, I okay. I made it differ. <laughs> uh, and so you're kind of just like, what is going on? And then he goes back to you because I at first I was like, oh, he that's how he got across the border. He went under the sewers. So that's okay. Sure, maybe uh, maybe he's like you know maybe he watched some Last Kingdom and he's pulling an Uhtred going through the Roman sewers to get back to Albuquerque, and then he goes back to the sewers and as he's making his way through, he ends up he's in the sewers, uh, basically staking out the laundry. So that's the cold open. I I mean it, it was fun. Uh, the whole like, what's he doing in this in this in the truck stop with the shower thing was was interesting. Um, I'm not sure how he would find how he would find that place because the laundry is not registered to Gus Fring, and the um all, Ziegler's guys were always I think they were like they went into the they like they they went into the truck. Like, they were never, like, they didn't drive to the place themselves. So I, I thought there was kind of a hole there, but, like, it, it doesn't ruin it. But I'm just like, how did he find the laundry? Yeah, I, I agree. There was a little bit of a gap there. Yeah, like, I just don't know that that guy would be able to tell. Because, again, Hank Hank was able to find out that, um, Hank never found out that Gus owned the laundry. He realized that Mag Magical, whatever the hell, whatever the, you yeah. know, the, the front is, he, he was starting to put connections together. Like, I... I 
maybe Lala did the same. I don't know. But anyway, um, so he's watching the laundry now. So he he knows he uh, he then makes a videotape. He's uh, you know it's like real real world with uh, with Lala Salamanca. If it was if this was 2022, he would have went on Twitch and would have been doing a live feed from the sewers. <laughs> Uh, he's making a tape to Don Eladio, basically telling him, yeah, I torch, I, I got this creation guy to tell me that, uh, Fring basically is building an underground meth lab. Again, how he's, you know, guessing that's what the, the lab was for, um, whatever. Uh, and that he's going to go in that night, kill everybody and get him the video proof that he needs. Uh, in just only, in only the cool charismatic way that Lalo can do. So we pause that story for a, Decent amount of the episode, and we go right into the uh, the Jimmy and Kim uh, switcheroo. They're 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 in in co- code red trying to figure out how, what they're gonna do now that Jimmy's realized this judge that they're staging these photos with has broken his arm. So Jimmy Jimmy finds the guy who plays who gets to play the judge who's just gets the <laughs> band back together all of all of yeah. his people to help him commit this this video yeah. this Kim, photo fraud. Kim Kim makes him a fake. Uh, a fake, uh, what is it? Cast and um, they pull off the pictures, and then Jimmy starts running, and you you don't know what's going on. And as as he's as he's about to hit the street, Howard's PI pulls up right on the road, and Jimmy throws the photos in, and the guy drives off. So we talked about it last week, where I, I you know, I think we we hinted at I, he has to have paid off this PI somehow. Saul has to be involved with the private investigator if this is if this is what they're doing. And so that's that turns out to be the case. Um, perfectly sets up H- Howard Hamlin. Does the they the the drug they got from the vet? They um, it they you know you, you try to figure out how is that going to work? They just put it all. I guess just by touch, it goes into your you absorb it through your skin. So they doused the photos that the PI was going to give Howard in it. Howard falls for the trap. And as he goes to the mediation, Casimiro, the judge, walks in with the handlebar mustache and everything, and Howard pulls pulls a shot. There were some really good parallels there between Chuck freaking out in the um, the judicial board hearing with Jimmy. Really, I, I thought so. Just like the way that you know, like the way that Chuck Chuck lost his cool and just started going on the rant about Jimmy. He's like. You know, I'm not crazy. He switched the numbers. You think this stuff's bad? This chicanery? And he just starts going on and on. And I thought Howard, because, you know, Howard could have just taken a breath, taken a pause, and, you know, even if he would have just said, I have to leave the room. Like, he, he didn't he didn't have to make the scene in the room with the judge, that with everybody there and everyone on the line. Uh, but he was so, I assume, you know, because he was so, uh, worked up with the stuff that was in the system because what is it? Two Red Bulls on an empty stomach. Yep. Uh, that he just you know just started going you know just going going wild with the uh, with the accusations, which is exactly what Saul and Kim, who are listening on the other on the uh, the teleconference, wanted him to do. Um, fed right into it. It was great. I mean, he was Patrick Fabian uh, was tremendous the entire episode as Howard, and they just even the, sh- the like the shot they kept zooming in on his eyes because it's like oh, are his eyes gonna actually get dilated? And they did, and it was just just an ama- amazing shooting. Um, and I guess the and yeah, before more a gr- good foreshadowing before that scene even happens, uh, a random intern or somebody drops a bunch of sodas on the ground. And Howard picks it up and teaches him that Chuck showed him 
to get rid of the I guess the the built up um, carbonation that makes it explode. You like you turn it and you you turn the can into like circular in a circular motion, and it silences the explosion, which is foreshadowing for the end of the episode. Just just great stuff. Um, and the plan works. I I why why do they have to settle? Like, why is it that that Co- that Shriker and Coakley um, they have like the edge, and we're like, oh, we're go, we're gonna bring her off or down now? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, their case is like they're it's they there's plenty of evidence that they ripped these people off. Like, I don't, I didn't really understand that as to why they would why they would have any position of power to, um, to lower their offers because of what happened there. You have any thoughts on that, Jo? Uh, I forget the original details of the case um they were overcharging them like they were charging them like seven dollars for a box of tissues and basically ripping off these old people um so i think yeah because i mean basically it's just like any other case like if you can settle out outside of like a whole drawn out like if you can settle instead of lose like, yeah, but I'm saying why, like, because when they came out of that, Shriker, Shri- they were like, yeah, we're bringing down our offer, uh, and we're going to lower it a million dollars every day. I just didn't understand why, like, I, I get I get Cliff Maine and everybody else, you know, saying, let's let's settle, let's let's take whatever, let's take the, the deal they have, because we're worried about Howard, but I don't get where, like, Shriker would be in a power because of what happened, to be like, yeah, we're going to lower our offer. Because I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Like they, they, if they, if that, like if that, if that was sure, like if that would have gone to trial, yeah, you always have the chance to lose. But like that, the the evidence was overwhelming against them. Yeah, but if the lawyer is is like flaky and not doing his job, like you can lose, even even if okay. The yeah, I, I I thought that was weird. Where it's like, oh, we're gonna lower the offer. I was like, what? Why do these guys have any power here? It's um, not that they have power; it's that they're willing to settle it at a decent number, and if it goes to trial, you can lose, especially if your lawyer is not reliable. Okay, that's why. It's um, why people. I mean, people settle all the time, like and plead guilt, like do a guilty plea, even if they like. Weren't no, I understand. I understand and, them taking the offer. I'm just saying, like, I. I I don't see how where where Schreiker could then be like because I guess say it was forty million that's where they were at and they're coming back and saying after what happened in the room they're gonna be like yeah we're gonna knock that down to thirty I'd be like all right cool we'll see you in court for forty I, I don't know that's maybe that's just me right. I don't know Th- think of uh, I mean I know why I know why people never, settle let, here. I think uh, I think let, I'm not I'm on. not explaining I'm not explaining it right so let's move on because we're spending too much time on, on yeah. something that doesn't matter um so. They Cliff Maine decides he's gonna settle, and as they're making the like as it all as all this is unfolding, and he's saying this, Jim and uh, Jimmy and Kim, Jim, Jimmy and uh, and Kim are uh, banging it out in his office, which is hilarious while they're listening. Um, just completely, again, just completely shows just how demented these two have gotten. And again, we're still we're still floating in the Jimmy and Kim stuff, and then we circle back to Lalo Salamanca. Who makes a he he's, he's you know it's getting it's getting later so he's you know his plan is at, at at night to go go into the lab so he puts a call into good old Hector ding 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 ding, ding. Bring, bring, at the bring. nursing home 
And as they're transferring him, I guess he hears static, and I guess he realizes that they bugged Hector's phone. Yes. Which, why he wouldn't think that any... Again, for as smart as Lalo is, you'd think he'd probably be like, yeah, they're probably bugging Hector's phone. Um, but yeah, so yeah. he then... He hangs, he hangs up. up. Yep. Calls and back. And then calls back, which, again, and then not sure how Mike is smart enough to be like, oh, he must have he must have caught on to the fact that we're because why would he hang up? But whatever, he got a cover. Well, if goes, you're not on the line, they don't know who's calling. Oh, because it wouldn't have hooked. Oh, yeah, because they didn't. It's not the nursing home. It's his direct line. They have bugged. Okay, fair enough. Mike gets a pass. And he now knows they're listening, so he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna try to back. So he realizes they know he's alive, or at least suspected. So now he doesn't have the upper hand. So to get it back, he basically tells Hector, "Well, I couldn't get any proof, so I'm going back to Plan A, and I got a surprise for him tonight." So immediately, everybody, Mike, Mike gets all the troops out of the laundry except for Tyrus and his team, and head to Gus, who's doing some charity check display at some like high school. I actually thought this was going to be when they use Walter White, and you were going to see Walter White in the high school. Oh, that would have been cool. Because 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 Cranston and um, Aaron Paul are going to make cameos during this last season. So I actually thought you might see it. I didn't think you'd see Je- or maybe or that you'd see Jesse because I guess around this time Jesse still probably would have been in high school because this is probably like three years. I think we're still yeah. probably three, two or three years away from the Breaking Bad timeline. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's what it's going to be. Because I, I, I don't imagine them having some huge, like, you know, huge scene or anything. So I was like, oh, it'll be fun. Like, he'll be – he's going to be in their high school, and he's going to, like, bump into Walter White or something like that. Um, so then Mike Mike plays in the tape and tells tells Gus, yeah, you know, we need we need home court advantage. Let's get you back to the house where we have the doubles and all the men, and that's where we'll get him. But even Gus, like, Gus still, his first thing was, what about what about the laundry? Cause he just he know he just he just knows Lalo's not he just knows that he's like super smart so he's trying to think outside the box here you know like it just shows again outside of outside of his blind you know the only time he made some blind decisions was just when he just wanted pure revenge on Hector but yeah he's always calculated but he reluctantly tells Mike okay and Mike says I'm gonna we're gonna pull we're pulling guys off low low th- off off of uh the you know the low threats now and we're moving everybody so as as Lalo gets off the phone he's sitting there he's trying to contemplate his, his last next move and he sees out of nowhere a cockroach starts going in front in front of him and around the sewers and then he just gets a look on his face and he starts to walk out so I don't know if you caught that I know because I know sometimes you know I I, I did not figure i did not put two and two together that he was gonna go to Jimmy's. yeah because he called yeah when jimmy that was a callback to season five when kim goes to visit lalo in jail and jimmy hasn't come back from the money pickup and he goes he goes don't worry your man he's like the uh la cockroach you know he's yeah. a board he's a born sur- survivor so that, that brings us to our final scene kimmy and jim they're sitting there on a they're sitting on a couch i i I listened to the podcast um, that the creators do. It's okay. It's not great, but um, ours is much better. Uh, they talk about what that show is. It's like uh, somebody turns on somebody, whatever it is in that movie. So I, I'm sure that's everything these guys do. These guys do has a meaning what, behind what it. What show? The movie that they were watching when Howard comes in 
to the apartment. Oh. Like even that movie had a, a like had some type of like double cross like um, plot to it. Um, from what I was uh, listening to, but anyway, so they're watching it. Howard comes in and he's got the he's got the the McCallum. Uh, that's Scotch, right? McCallum, 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 yeah, McCallum. And he goes basically says, yeah, every ever any you know this was a tradition with me and Chuck. If we had a big win, we'd have a bottle. So you guys deserve it. You won. And at first they're sitting there like trying to play it off. You know, like what are you talking about? And he goes, yep, this is how you have to play it. I get it. And like. He just lets him have it, man. I love it. Howard just goes on, just you know, calls him great... out for exactly who they are. Yeah, it goes on a great monologue, and he goes, he goes, I just want to know why. Like, I think I deserve it. You know, he's like, was it because I, I was because I sided with Chuck too much? You know, I put, I took away your office, Kim, and put you in doc review. He's like, you know, I, my, you know, my father helped me. You guys had to struggle. Like, what, 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 what gives you the right to knock me down a peg? Um, and then he brings up, he says, you know, this isn't a prank. Like, you know, you, you're trying to burn me to the ground. And then Jimmy Jimmy cracks because he he, he basically gives, you know, he starts talking as if he, you know, they're admitting Understands, that they were part of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, he goes, he goes, burn you down. He's like, Howard, you're going to, you know, you'll be fine. You're going to land on your feet like you always do. And then Kim gives him a look like, what are you doing? And Howard goes into the thing. He's like, you know what? I will be fine. He's like, you know, he's like, people will call me a drug addict. That's okay. I'll get over that. You know, I've gotten through debt, depression, my marriage falling apart. And then Saul starts to, again, like you see that Jimmy's been reluctant. Jim and Jimmy this, like looked at each other. Yeah, like, he's, oh, he's been reluctant this entire time. And Howard's it. like, yep, actually, yep. You guys didn't know. Marriage isn't great. Been living yep, in the guest li- house for, <laughs> better for a half year of a now. year. And I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, oh, God, guys living in a guest house. <laughs> Not even a guest bedroom, a guest house. Um, yeah. and he goes, he goes, but I'll be fine, but you won't because he goes, you two are soulless. And that's what, and then, you know, the look on both of their faces when he says that is like, ah, oh, uh, cause they just don't want to hear it, even though it's true. And he goes on and he calls them, uh, you know, he tells Jimmy, he's like, he's like, you can't help it. You were born that way. Chuck knew it. And then he says, but Kim, you were, you know, you're one of the smartest, like best human, like genuine human beings I've ever met. And you chose this path. Um, and then he goes. <laughs> He's like, you guys didn't even do it for the money. You just did it for fun. You're, you're like, what is it, Leon and Leb? Leave and Leopold. Yeah, these two, they were two, two murderers who just thought they were entitled to do it because uh, they were smarter than everybody, and uh, calls them sociopaths. And that's when they, they're yelling at him. Like, okay, well, you, you need to go now. It's, but it's funny how offended they're getting. But it's like, no, you, this, this is really who you are. This is, this is what you guys did. And um, when Howard, when Howard came into the apartment. As the as the door opened, they have a candle on the table, and the candle, um, the the flame flickered because I guess the door. That's like a thing when a door opens and a candle's on that happens. Yeah, a, little, the breeze. yeah a little breeze. Yeah. Um, and then after how and Howard basically says, "Don't worry, I'm going to dedicate my life to make sure everyone knows what you guys did." And as he says that, the excuse me, the the candle, the candle like does it again, and then Jimmy Jimmy grabs Kim and has just. Basically, the look on his face that he just saw, uh, what the F, I just saw a ghost. And out from the shadows, Lalo Salamanca is right behind Howard Hamlin. Uh, Howard, yeah, there, you know, and Jimmy, Jimmy goes, and we were debating about this. Again, just a small detail. Jimmy go, Jimmy says, how? And Kim just quickly goes, because, qu- qu- you know, he's like, he thinks Lalo's dead. And Kim quickly goes, How Howard, Howard. He keeps saying Howard. And that's to me, I think she's just trying to she's trying to make sure Lala doesn't catch on that. Oh, why why 
why why are you surprised to see me <laughs> that Jimmy to think that Jimmy was part of that um and Howard, Howard's like who are you he's like me I'm nobody I'm just here to talk to my lawyers you want some advice you should get better lawyers and Kim's just like Howard turn around you need to get out of here and Lala's like no 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 take your time and then he just starts slowly putting it just like with the again just great just these guys are so good man the writers just slowly starts spinning a silencer on his gun, just like Howard was doing with the soda to silence the explosion. And you see, Howard, you made a you made a great a great analogy. Howard's like becomes like Brockmire, basically narrating his uh, his 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 actions here in the last couple seconds. <laughs> He's he like, goes, oh, uh, looks like know, I'm he, in a place where I shouldn't be right now. And, and you can see you can you you can see by he, uh, he has a look on his face when he sees how just terrified Jimmy is because he knows what these people are like. So he's like, oh shit, like something's really about to go down here and he goes well i guess there's no need for me to be here and boom lalo shoots him right in the head goes from zero to ozark real quick oof shoots him in the head the blood his blood spatters all over the painting or the picture that's on their wall that on the back of it is all the the sticky notes for the plan to destroy howard and uh his head lands on this table with a huge thud that shat basically like Makes makes his jaw go the other way as he lands on the ground, and Kimmy and Jim are just Kimmy, Kimmy Jimmy and Kim are just like shocked, screaming, and like La- <laughs> the look on Lalo's face where he's like, "Oh my god, really? This is what we're doing?" And he's like, "Calms him down." He goes, "Okay, let's talk." Uh, and that's where it ends. Um, phenomenal, like La. Tony Dalton playing Lalo Salamanca. Like they they couldn't have casted that better. This dude, he like he is he is the devil. He he is just uh, he re- he is a sociopath, and he just plays it so well. Like he, like just the calmness of him, the way that actor is in that scene where it's like, yeah, keep keep talking as he's like getting ready to just murder this guy in cold blood. Uh, just tremendous, man. So so crazy. Um, yeah, it was it was so and, good. Um, the the funny part was, I was, uh, for whatever reason, you would hit the pause button, so I was like, uh, yeah, 30, 30 <laughs> seconds to a minute ahead of you, and I'm like, OMG, 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 and you're like, huh. did you start did you start texting that when Lalo showed up or when he shot Howard? When he shot Howard. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, and I I mean nothing. I wasn't. I didn't think it, I, I thought we, we we had our predictions last week. I thought Howard was going to die, but I thought it was going to be from the drug that they gave him. Right. Yeah. Because um, I just a lot of signs pointed pointed to that they gave him more story. They started to put you know they started to put him in situations where you were feeling more sympathy for the character, and that's usually where they're setting somebody up to die. And like to me, it's just like the whole thing about this is why Breaking Bad like works and where Ozark Ozark I think went astray. Like these are bad people and there's consequences to what they're doing. Like you don't like you're not getting away scot free. Like even in Breaking Bad, like Walter for all the times he got away with it, he still like all his actions still led to Hank dying, which completely broke him. Jesse with you know, everyone loves Jesse, his actions still led to, you know, Jane and then um the other the other girlfriend that he had dying, uh Brock's mom, who I forget her name. Like Everybody like all these bad people, and like you shouldn't be. The, their whole thing is like, like we we know we know everyone loves these characters and wants to root for them, but they are bad people. Like you, you shouldn't root for them. So like something 
they're 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 I I thought I thought the plan was going to work. Like I was just positive that they were going to be successful, but there just had to be just a terrible consequence to what happened. And to me, it was Howard's death. I uh, didn't think Lalo was going to do it. I I you know I didn't think Lalo would come back. With... I didn't think Lalo would cross paths with Jimmy. Correct. I, th- I thought those would stay separate. Yeah, because I think. I think they're gonna, and we'll get. To I still don't. Pre- I still don't know to what end they are crossing. Like, why yes, because that's. I was gonna say before we get into predictions, like, I still think they're gonna stay true to Breaking Bad. Like, they're not going to. It's not. They're not gonna change a part of a story that happened in Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? To fit this, um, this series. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, all right, Jesus, like, what are we doing with Lalo and uh, Lalo and these two again? Um. And then after, right, as soon as the episode ends, uh, they had a 40-second like teaser trailer for – nobody knows if it's for the next season, is it for episode eight, but it's it's the black and white, which is typically Gene, a Gene scene when they, uh, when they go black and white. It's in Kim's apartment. Everything's the same except for the table where Howard uh, you know, smashed his head is gone and the blood, bloody rug. And like Saul, just after, you know, about twenty seconds in, you hear Saul's voice just go. So after all that, a happy ending, a little flutter of a voice. So that's up for interpretation. How some people think like that's Gene Kim's still alive in that place, and Gene will end up there, and this, that, and the other thing. But that's what we got this week. Um, you know, and it's interesting because this wasn't they didn't they didn't film this season to be two parts. Um, because of COVID, they ran into some issues with production and obviously, you know, most people probably know Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack during production of the last like three or four episodes. So that delayed him another five weeks. So they didn't want to miss their, uh, their, you know, their initial release date of April of 2022. So they have this break in here. So it's interesting. This is the episode they picked to do it on. Um, and I don't really think this is a cliffhanger. Like, to me, a cliffhanger would have been Lalo just showing up behind Howard, and that's where it ends. Like, I mean, fucking kill, killed the guy. Like, I, I don't. I to yeah, me, I didn't really I think mean, this was much. Yeah, it's of a, not a traditional cliffhanger. Like, yeah, like like it's not like Neg. It's not like Negan fading to black. You just hear him bashing someone's skull. You don't know who he killed. Like, like a cliffhanger would be like if it fades to black and you hear the gunshot. You don't know. Yeah, is it Kim or is it Howard? Basically, yeah. Like to me, that's a so I I had no issue with that. Because yeah, I read some yeah, people, yeah. I read some, some people said, "Oh, like you know, cliffhanger for ratings this and that." I'm like, I think you're just stretching and you just hate your life. But no, I read an article too, exa- exactly what you said. It was the writers, and they were like, "Hey, this this was never meant to be broken up into two, so this isn't a traditional cliffhanger." Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I I didn't have any problem with it. Yeah. All right. So I've been taking some polls. What? Let's let's start with you. What do you think? is going to happen. Uh, what do I think is going to happen? Again, I just think that this is put a, this is put a whole monkey though. Lalo coming back with these two has now put a monkey right. I have no idea. Like, yeah, the the monkey wrench of them crossing paths. I have no idea. Like that's that's I if I had to guess, I would say that at some point it's like Jimmy is going to be the Lalo's informant and then at some point Jimmy's going to turn and join team uh uh team 
Fring and just let them know what Lalo's doing, and then Lalo gets killed and like put in the concrete of the of of the, the meth, uh, lab. meth lab. Yeah. And so, what happens to Kim? Kim, uh, I guess at this point, I gotta say that my original prediction of they get they get the money, she starts her pro bono, and then she gets like caught in the crossfire of like two like low lifes. Is my guess. Now, I mean, she could she could have to go into some kind of witness protection and go to Nebraska, like you said. That would make sense. Well, that was that was our that was that was our, our buddy Teddy's prediction. Oh, okay. I got I got a couple of fan predictions that we reached out to. Uh, all right, so what, what do you got? So that was that. Well, hold on. So here's another interesting one. So our buddy Lou, Cardigan Lou, man. I, I like this one the best. So uh, Lou thinks that, that uh, Lalo is so desperate for proof for the cartel that he's playing the long game, and he's orchestrating Breaking Bad, and he gets Saul to introduce Walt and Jesse to Gus. And that the final, these last six episodes, is a mix between, like, behind the scenes of events that happened during Breaking Bad. He gets... And then Gene. Wait, wait, okay. I I, did, I can't even process that. Can you yeah. Can you say that again? So he basically thinks, so in the sewer, so he basically said, in the sewer, Gus, reali- or Lalo realizes Gus has everything so locked down that he's not going to get to him. He's not going to get the proof he needs. So he goes back to Jimmy to work his way around it so that he's going to use Jimmy as a pawn to eventually expose Gus Frank's meth lab. And he's going to basically have to trade Kim's life for Jimmy to do that. Now, okay. I don't know how, so I actually kind of, I, I, I don't, I don't mind. I think, I think a little bit, a little bit of this was around the, the creator of the show has said a couple times that, the final season of Saul will forever change the way you watch Breaking Bad. I've started to like go away from that because I think that can mean a bunch of different things. But basically, he thinks that throughout Breaking Bad, Lalo's alive, and all the pieces that are moving is Lalo orchestrating them through Jimmy. Yeah, uh, that feels like a lot. It uh, It feels like a lot to get. And I, I. I'd be all about that because I think it would. I, if they could pull it off, that would be insane. But yeah, I don't if they see, could pull, I don't it off, see how that would even really. Fit yeah, because out. for me, because I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, like how would how would, you know? So basically, he's just on the lookout for meth cooks, and like that's he eventually would introduce them and and all this crazy shit. I was like, it would have to be a lot, and plus, like all the Salamanca. Meanwhile, all the Salamancas are getting picked off one by one, and Lalo is just like standing around like sitting in the shadows like letting it happen um but it was that's a creative i I hadn't heard that one before so kudos to lou for thinking outside the box um and then our boy our boy jimmy b uh was had you know thinks we'll get uh a decent uh, we'll get a lot more breaking bad um behind the scenes stuff more with saul not necessarily with lalo being there so here's what i think is going to happen I think the fact that, that Howard has now died, I think Kim is safe. I don't think Kim Wexler dies. I think okay. she lives I think she, I think she lives throughout the series and it's her she has to live cuz now it's a she has to live with the consequence of now knowing that Howard Hamlin's blood is on her hands. We can debate that another day. Um I know you don't see it the same way, but you know, I I think that's something that forever will change them. 
I think that Lalo, to your point, I, I think that Mike is the key. I think that when he saw Mike come out of the laundry and he's every in every every major turn of when Lalo has been trying to expose Fring, Mike's been there. So I think he knows that Mike is the key guy and he needs he need he needs to get to Mike to and get him out of the picture to get to Fring. So I think he's going to I think he's going to kidnap Kim. Maybe not kidnap Kim, but basically Jimmy's going to have to find a way to give him some some information or get to to get close to Mike and whether that's I mean Saul knows that he's got the um the granddaughter and the uh what do, what is it his daughter-in-law whether it's giving that information just telling where Mike lives something's so I think I think however it goes down it go, it goes down with Mike and I think Kim is with Lalo through like all of this and uh Mike ends up killing Lalo and Fring you know there could be no loose ends and I think that Fring is going to basically say yeah she's she's got to go and I think Mike because he killed Verna, I think that he because he got them involved in this whole twisted plot. I think that he gets Kim out of there, but doesn't tell. I don't. I don't think he tells Saul. I think he gets her out and just basically says he doesn't know what happened. And um, I think we get through Breaking Bad, and then I think that G. I think that Saul's going to. I think that Gene's going to turn himself in. And do one last big hurrah in front of the world in a court case to be Saul Goodman. And I think Kim's going to show up to defend him. And I think that's whether whether you see him and that he goes to jail or he gets off. I think that's where the line, you know, after all this, a happy ending because he gets to see Kim again before he ends up, you know, whatever, going back to jail or whatnot. That's what I think happens. Okay. But um, the the a, a fun alternative with the same type of premise is that he knows Kim's alive. He got her out of there, disappeared her with the vacuum guy. But she I think I said this last week, but she's behind the scenes working like all his illegal stuff, laundering his money, ice station zebra that he still has in breaking bad. Um she's doing all that stuff. She calls that, you know, when he tells Francesca in the flash in the in the flash forward, you know, you got to, you know, you got to be at this place on November 12th at three o'clock that maybe, you know, maybe Kim calls him. That's like a a special, you know, they have certain dates and times where Kim like specifically calls him and maybe that's her. Yeah, I mean, I. That's complex now. okay, so go say like your theories of Kim being alive what episode how many do we have left six or six seven? left six left when do you think they reveal all that stuff in the finale or like midway through um I think that the f- I think the first four episodes will be the salt the the Jimmy McGill timeline. So I think you'll see I think you'll I think by the fourth episode you'll know what happens to Kim. Okay. That's and Lalo? And Lalo. Okay. I think that fi- the last two and maybe this is probably just me wanting as much Gene Tekovich as we can get here. I would hope that the last two episodes would be Gene Tekovich and what happens with him. 
And so I think Saul, I think he finds out in the last episode that Kim's still alive. Uh, wait. So, so I'm saying I don't think I, I'm saying like I don't but think. But that your he, one theory, he knew that Kim was alive. Anyway. Yeah, I'm he saying that's just okay. my fun one that she's like okay. literally behind the scenes running all his illegal stuff. Gotcha. So I, but I, 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 I like my first one better that Mike. Mike saves her because Mike, Mike's really of all the of all the characters in Breaking Bad, I feel like Mike's the one guy that they they never really make him out to be a bad guy, like it's just that he's you know, he like they I don't know like he just he seems like the only guy that's redeemable. I don't know they never really they really never do anything to make you just not like him. You know what I mean? Like even killing Werner. You know, he was he was basically doing doing him a kindness because they would have done much worse to him, and then probably killed his wife if he didn't do it. Yeah. So that's why I think that I think that Mike and they had that scene together. Like I, I just think that Mike is going to be the one that saves her, but there's going to be a cost. Like she he's going to save her, but nobody can know that she's still alive because if Frank No finds out, he'll again he'll kill Mike, probably Jimmy and Kim. Okay. So that's just what I. That's just how what I, what, I, what I've come to. I just can't. It, it's just this again. Lalo coming back to them. Just completely screwed with like what I thought would happen because I'm like, all right, now they got now they got to get this detail out of here. And how yeah. that's gonna work. So. Yeah. Um. You got my head spinning. Um. Because it's. Yeah, Lalo. Like like you just said, Lalo coming back to Jimmy is just kind of like okay, why? Like how does that tie in? Yeah, and maybe, and it's probably some Breaking Bad bias too, because like Jimmy Jimmy thinks he's alive in Breaking Bad, or at least is unless he's just pretending to. Like when so, when Walt and Jesse got him in that desert, he he's like he's like Lalo sent you? No, no, it was not it was Ignacio, not me, Lalo. Like yeah, yeah. and you could tell like he was still terrified. Now now maybe he gets word that he dies, but you know, he got word that he died before and he came back to life. So yep. Yep. <laughs> they could always play it off that way. Um, but it's hard too because, like, in Breaking Bad, like, like Gus, like Mike, Mike and Jimmy, he's just his PI. Like, you don't, you never really get the sense that there is this huge bond between them. That like the events of the events of Lalo coming back to those two would would build with them, whether for good or bad. I don't know. It's just I'm excited to see where they go with it now. Yeah. I mean, me too. But that's what's so good about the show. Like, I'm amped up. Like, it sucks it's off for seven weeks, but at least it's only seven weeks. I literally I literally know 80% of these people live and nothing bad happens to them. But it's just this small piece of how do we get to Breaking Bad and what happens uh, that, to these. Yeah, that's the crazy part is, like, it's still so open-ended. Yeah. But I think they'll, I think they'll like, listen, they wrapped up Breaking Bad, and I don't, I don't think they, they, there were no loose ends with Breaking Bad. So I don't expect there to be any loose ends with this. Yeah, I I, I agree. So yeah, um, I'm ex- I'm excited for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Good good breakdown. Good job, Drew. Um, I you got you got better theories than me. I just now we now we just now now uh now we just wait for the uh, you know you know what the next spinoff's gonna be. What's that? The Salaman the uh, the rise of the Salamancas. You really think that'll be well? They already did the the next spinoff. It's the cartoon of Slippin' Jimmy. <laughs> you can only watch that on AMC Plus, though, right? Oh, I don't know. I think so. I gotta I gotta see if I can find it on YouTube. Um, 
I do. I, 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 I would, I wouldn't be shocked if they did a spinoff of the Salamanca. I feel, I feel like Gus is too old. Is getting too old to where you would do because yeah. you'd have to, you'd have to go Plus back. He's busy wielding the dark saber in Star Wars. Yeah, and like you'd have, you'd have to go back even further and like young him up. Like the only person, if you did something with the Salamancas, the only, pe- the only person it would be a challenge for would would be Hector because now that actor is like eighty. I think he's 83 so i mean you'd have to do some stuff there and like hope and pray he'd be able to last um but i mean like lala like you wouldn't you wouldn't watch a a 10 episode uh season on lalo on lalo uh yeah i mean you'd watch i guess i would yeah, and the twins would. what are the twins gonna do for 10 episodes not say anything yeah i yeah feed, feed me as much of that as i can <laughs> so or maybe, or maybe, or maybe, maybe, maybe they're talking, and maybe we find out the dramatic event that made them go silence. Ooh. So. All right. Um. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, looking forward to the back half of the season. Uh, see, see if our predictions hold and what the hell happens. Um. From there, just to close out th- this this week. Um. Just. A couple, a couple things. Um, Obi Wan comes out this week. Kenobi, the, two the limited ep, series, two ep drop, baby. Dropping, yeah, dropping the first two episodes. We just wanted to touch on our hopes and dreams. Um, we knew we had a lot of Saul to talk about this week, so uh, might have our buddy Casey, uh, Star Wars expert, on for next week. But um, for Kenobi, what's our hopes and dreams here? Um, as it, much Darth Vader as possible. That's hilarious, cause that's what I have. Yes, uh, you know I don't. I, I I'm not. Well, you aren't either. Like we we haven't watched the, like the cartoon things uh, that bridge oh, all right. This. So let, let me. I got notes. Let me. Oh, let me just do your say. notes, guy, bro. Sorry, you drive. I I and and ba- and you just said exactly the two things I was gonna say. Number one, like I don't want it to be an extension of the plot of that was the cartoons, cause like. The way they've been driving all these, like, Star Wars extras is, like, they're kind of catering to the people who watch the cartoons. And I feel like I'm starting to get shut out a little bit. So, like, I'm not (laughs) saying don't do it, but, like, it's going to be, like, kind of annoying if all of it is is just basically, like, catering to the people who watch the cartoons and, like, basically furthering that story. That... I, I don't I don't want to feel an, like an outsider because I don't want to watch cartoons. Like, please don't do that. <laughs> um, and then the like you said, the only other hope and dream I had was like Hayden Christensen. Like, give me as much Hayden Christensen as possible. He is just so deliciously awkward. I love it. <laughs> like that is like just 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 as much Hayden Christensen as possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking more like Darth Vader with Earl or James Earl Jones voice, but either or <laughs> either, 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 either or would work. Well, wait a minute. What's the timeline of this? I didn't think that he would be in the, in the suit yet. Did they, they put, did they put him in the suit right after they get him off, uh, off of that volcano Island in, um, revenge yeah, of I, the Sith. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, but so this is after episode three. Oh yeah. Are you, oh. Shut up. Are you serious? I well, I thought I thought it was gonna be like some of that, and then some. Oh of no, like... it's uh, well, I mean, unless they're doing like flash forwards with like the adventures yeah, I thought, of him and I thought Anakin. It was... 
No, yeah, I, I, I think thought. it's. I think it's. That's why I thought Hayden Christensen was in it. They were going to do like flashbacks of like their adventures together. No, I, I think it's. I mean, they may have some scenes like that. I think it's primarily the time period between Sith and um, three and four. Yeah, but more, more like the first few years after. Like him after hanging three. out on Tatooine, like overlooking. Luke yeah, because I mean, that. Luke's just a little kid in the trailer. Um, when that when that's happening, yeah, I don't think it'll like I I don't I don't think it'll span. If it spanned more than six or seven years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, I'd be shocked. Okay, but yeah, okay. but they could do some flashbacks. Um, as I just thought it was just like a cool thing that they're all right. Well, let's let's bring Hayden back to just be the Vader guy because I mean, what's what's he costing them? That guy ain't doing anything. <laughs> He was probably like, "Oh shit, I, I'm gonna get to go to Comic Con again. Hell yeah, sign me up. I'll just wear the suit. Get get James in here to do the voiceover. <laughs> get the voiceover. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, I think that's really it. I, I am I am intrigued in these like Inquisitors. I have no idea who they are, but like I feel like every Star Wars like fanboy got super pumped when the trailer came out, and there were these three like I just thought they were three like you know like assassins or mercenaries like Boba Fett, but apparently they're They've got big roles. Yeah, again, that's that's the whole like cartoon thing where like, what whatever I don't know. You can't escape him. <sighs> so good. And then the other thing dropping this week, Stranger Things. <laughs> I can't get the song. Um, season four, it's here. I just started rewatching season three today. Um. See, this is this is why you're you're so good at the recaps because you get to, you watch things multiple times. Um, yeah, man, I I'm excited. This is one I watch with my wife. Um, and and you're the one that told me that like each episode is gonna be like what like a friggin' uh, dude, over an hour long. hour and a half. So and the so finale is like three hour like two and a half three hours. Yeah, I think you're gonna be mad. I think they are. Um... I think I think they're I think it's going to I think it's 9 episodes. I think 7 of them come out right away and then the last two come out later. Oh wow. Stranger Things. That's crazy. Let me see if I can find this real quick on the uh on the that's, Google. That's strange. Like it is. Yeah, so you ready? So yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. So here's what they're doing. They are dropping on Friday. The first seven, and then on July first, the final two. Really? All right. Hour sixteen, hour fifteen, hour three, hour seventeen, hour fourteen, hour thirteen, hour thirty-eight, hour twenty-five, and episode nine. Two hours and thirty minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. That's and then so there's a fifth, much. And there's time. still a fifth and final season. That's the part that's weird to me is I I I thought this was gonna be the last season. No, I can't believe there's gonna be another season after this. Yeah, and it's, it's I don't really I mean I can't I don't really have any predictions because like this shows just based on just weirdness and like super you know the supernatural that like how do you I I don't know that like giant spider thing's still around right like eventually I guess that thing and eleven need to have a showdown. Oh, they didn't beat it. No, I think it's still. I think that's still around in the uh, the under the under the underneath or whatever the hell that place is called. Up, upside down. The upside down. Yeah, 
No, I don't think they've beaten that thing yet. Like the actual like, like whatever whatever monster was like took over um the girl's brother that was trying to bang um Mike's mom, uh, the the lifeguard. Yeah. Like that wasn't the main like giant like spider thing that was you know prominent in the first two seasons. So I, I guess that has to be at some point like that's got to be pretty crucial here in the story. I mean the biggest the biggest part of three was the end where Hopper looked like he sacrificed himself to save everybody, but you know that they 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 had a teaser trailer like a year and a half ago that showed him alive in Russia. So I mean they've already that's not even and in the main trailer right. he was already alive. So why they did I mean listen I know you can't you can't keep anything a secret anymore especially with IMDb, but I I don't know that they needed to do that. Uh I I just want as much I want as much Hopper and Dustin and uh I I, I started rewatching I already forgot the kid's name. Um the the older, the older guy, like the the older guy that was like Dustin's sidekick in season three. Yeah, yeah. Or at the ice cream shop. Yeah. Um I just want as much as those three with their banter and their jokes, and as like Hopper. I forgot how great Hopper was this 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 season three. He was just so hilarious. Three yeah. inch. I said three inches. And then yeah, when he gets he Mike funny. in the car and basically says, "Stay, you need some space with L," and he's like, "He's like, screw you," and he and he just like terrified, puts the fear of God into him. And then when he sees he's not there the next day, he's driving into the station, listening to some like Willie Nelson, like <laughs> singing at the top of his lungs. It was he was just tremendous. So just give me as much of those three as I I can. I don't need to see Mike. I don't care about him. Hopefully, Eleven just dump keeps dumping his ass. Yeah. So mine was my things I wanted to see very similar to yours. M- more specifically, though, more more Dusty Bun and his girlfriend, and more uh, sing more singing. Amen to that. Uh, I I actually want to see a little bit more background on Eleven, and and the program that she came out of. Like, I think it, that could be really intriguing. Cause like, all right, we know it's it was for some kind of like power control or something. We know they unlocked the the upside down somehow. I I, I think. If they dove into that a little bit more and how it ties into Russia and even ties into all those other kids, remember, like they those it was like one like episode where they went and met all those other kids, and then yeah. that was like it. And that like, was her. It was like her like yeah brother or her like sister that she met or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Then it, it was like such a small thing, and never they never revisited it. So like maybe maybe there's more to that story. I don't know. Uh yeah well I think based on the trailer I think you might get your wish, and then uh I I intentionally left I intentionally did not watch any of the trailers because I figured I only watched one of them, figured why like I'll just watch it when it comes out, um and then Hopper doing something like extremely important like somehow like defeating the Russians or like maybe even sacrificing himself maybe he does like a um like a whole like independence day hello you alien assholes i'm <laughs> back and just like def- defeats them this uh this take this takes place in the 80s right i mean i don't know it, it, it originally it did i don't know if they they're still in the 80s 
It'd be cool if while he was in Russia, he escapes the Russian prison and uh, like Rocky's over there. I was just gonna say he's about he's making his way to the embassy and he sees he sees like everyone walking towards this big arena and he walk he like walks in he walks in to Rocky Four. How awesome would that be? It would oh, be great. I would laugh so hard as he's like it's like a chase scene where he's trying to get away from them and he just you know they just they splice it so he's 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 running through running through the uh the arena while rocky's fighting drago that would be so amazing and then instead of rocky beating drago just that giant like spider thing comes and just sends everyone scattering oh man it'd be so good but then the cold then the cold war would never end that's true so uh yeah it's a good dude so much God, so much content Turn this around. Good thing it's a holiday weekend, and most people, not me, actually, will uh, be off. Yeah. Um, what are we going to watch first? Uh, probably Obi-Wan, just because there's two episodes, and then you got to wait, so yeah. I guess that, and then watch Stranger Things. I feel like I feel like uh, Star Wars Twitter is much more vocal, and spoilers will be out there soon, sooner than Stranger Things. Uh, who knows? I, it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna take a while to get through all that. Um, and then hey, the only other random thing. Um, God, Top I Gun. Love, I Top, love randos. Uh, Top Gun out this week. Um, I know you're not a huge Top Gun guy. Highway it's just been so long since I watched the I watched the first. I just know he he gets the one dude killed. Per, permission to buzz a tower. N- you cannot buzz a tower. Maverick, yeah, uh, I, I it just cracks me up. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't. All I know about this one is supposedly, and again, I, I don't even know. I don't even think I've seen that many trailers. But uh, Goose's son is in the class that Maverick is now teaching uh, the, the Top Gun, and he's something along the lines of, "My dad trusting you, and that and that got him killed." I I'm not gonna trust you, and I, I don't know. I, Miles I, tell. Still, still, God, I still haven't cashed in my Miles Teller, my Miles Teller stock, man. Maybe, maybe this puts him into, to stardom finally. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I don't even know if what I said was accurate. Quite honestly, I think but... that was word for word the trailer. <laughs> so, like um, literally. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, 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 I've, I've, heard, I've, I've been, it's been getting good. People have been really like, giving, giving it good. Reviews. I'm not gonna be able to see it opening weekend, but may, maybe next weekend. I don't know. And then, and then Jurassic Park. Shortly June after 10th. that, yeah. So, you know, you know what movie in June I'm really excited about that's coming out though. What's that? Lightyear. Really? Yeah, I think it's gonna be really good. Uh, well, what's the premise of that? Buzz, it's like a Buzz Lightyear origin story. Origin story? Yeah. Like the exact doll that ends up in Toy Story, or like it's any? The, it, it's the it's the it's the human being that the doll is. It's gonna be it's gonna be based off of. Wow, that's weird. I just why is that weird? Because how is that? Who cares? It has nothing to do with the Toy Story plot whatsoever. Oh, they just make dude. It's just Disney making making uh just you know Pixar just, movies. Just start throwing something else out there just for for you're, the you you know you're the you're the worst. Am I or is Disney the worst? You know what? You shouldn't even don't don't watch Kenobi since you got such a problem with Disney. Don't watch it because Disney made it. So just you just let let me and Casey talk about it next week, and you don't I, get to you don't get to watch and enjoy. 
I might have a problem with it if all they're talking about is, is the cartoons. <laughs> I am a oh, you know man. what I meant to say? I, I was I I meant to say the one the one the one thing about lose lose plot on Better Call Saul with with Lalo, like pulling all the strings. I was like, this would this would be, to you this would be as ridiculous. It would be the same thing as Palpatine basically being the main character of Star Wars. Lalo would basically Lalo become be the... <laughs> Lalo would basically become the main character of the Breaking Bad universe. That is uh, that is so accurate. Good call. <laughs> I uh, had that. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we went on that side rant about you hating Disney because you're just a miserable person. Because I, I, I've had that in my back pocket for like 16 hours. And I didn't want to forget it. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Sweet, sweet. All right. Well, on that note, man, lot to watch coming up uh, between cheese. Oh, so much content, dude. And then, Peak, so and then much- if Peaky actually comes back on June first, like you keep saying, which I don't think that's no, real. no, no, no. It wasn't June first. It was like June sixth, I think. I mean, that's like two weeks, dude. It is, dude. We got these new shows. We got the undisputed fight. We got, in a way, Donaire at like. I I don't know how we're gonna fit it all in. <sighs> Gotta fight fight a nickel for every time I heard that. Hey Hey All right. On that note, Drew, as per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talking about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>